0: Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Brent. And this is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Deserves got nothing to do with it. Scary. <sighs> That's great. Cue the theme song.
1: You just shot an unarmed man. Well, he should've armed himself. He's gonna decorate his room with my friend. What the hell of a thing killing a man. Take away all he's got. All no, he's ever done. We all have a gun. He deserves to do with it. All right. In
0: 1992, we got the Oscar winning movie Unforgiven.
2: Best picture, best director.
0: Starring Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, Morgan best Freeman, actor. Sir Richard Harris. That's right. And a slew of other cast members. Kind of a small uh, cast group, but. Uh, This is a uh, western movie, um, often regarded as one of the best of its kind, and it's about William Money, who is um, a former drunk slash stone-cold killer who settles down um, thanks to the love of a good woman that we never meet. And when the movie opens, we get some scrolling text uh, saying about how she changed his ways uh, and then she died. Now he's raising two kids um, on a pig farm. And... The Schofield Kid comes by one day and uh, <laughs> kid. talks about how some uh, cowboys who were wrestling some, well, they weren't wrestling cattle. They were driving cattle, uh, stopped They're at a whorehouse and cut up a woman. And now there's a reward out. We see that We you do see that. I, yeah.
2: I got to be honest with you. Like right off the bat, I would have cut the, uh, the Star Wars scroll. Apparently that
0: was supposed to be a voiceover. But it's completely
2: um, unnecessary if you think about it now. If you took that away you learn everything like it's more interesting to learn from the kid that he was this crazy killer when he comes like there's no reason they start talking about that right away it's all i mean it's all the script is so good that that actual opening and the ending i don't need to know what happened to him either after the end of the movie Ah. so if i was to ever like touch this this oscar-winning movie i would get rid of the beginning and the ending like words there's just it's just lazy no i agree yeah
0: so apparently this script floated around for a while 20 um, years something like that uh, really clint eastwood picked it up and sat on it for a long time i think i don't know if he assumed that he would be the one playing the lead but um he certainly sat on it until he felt he was at a time in his career and at this point clint had never been nominated for an oscar for anything um and actually put out a statement not long before this movie (laughs) basically saying i won't
1: win an oscar because i'm not a jew
2: yeah there's three things three
1: things yeah you had three reasons but w- and then, the first
2: one was that he wasn't a jew
1: yeah unsurprisingly the same person then later in his life did a weird uh monologue to an empty chair that was supposed to be obama at a republican conference <laughs> yes so <laughs> and one has since won more oscars um
0: for, for racism million dollar baby oh and million dollars um, <laughs> so yeah so yeah, that, i definitely that's agree with,
2: i sh- wouldn't agree with this guy's politics but like once again like this is an interesting movie because it does feel even when it came out in 92 it did feel have a feeling like it had been a story that that was older like almost like uh there is an authenticity to it like yeah. like it was legend well, yeah a lot yeah, of a lot yeah. of
0: westerns up to this point, were very action based. Some some drama, but there's always like a couple of big sweeping action scenes, like Dances with Wolves. I don't know if you would consider that a western. It's more of almost a civil war drama era. Yeah, like I know there were the same time. I mean, uh, yeah, I. It's tough to say um, what what would constitute a civil war movie versus a cowboy. How western, close are those in period? They're like- pretty. Pretty close, I would say. Like I mean, This you, is
1: right before that, just about, isn't it? I think
0: it's right after because um, Ned's character has this Spencer rifle. Um, so there, I just was reading some stories. Probably he might have had that as he fought in, uh, for oh, the Confederacy or okay. something like that. And now that's settled down. So I think like one leads into the other. But in the background of the Civil War, I mean, even if you go back and look at Civil War movies, um, some of the senior officers are using wheel guns. So that's right around the same technology part of things. Very interesting.
1: Cause it I did isn't think it? about that when we're, when I was watching it. I was like, man, I have no awareness of this time. I always separated the, the two, separate.
0: yeah, and I never would have thought like Civil War movies could be westerns uh, together. Um, actually, Christian Bale's new newer one, um, where he's transporting the uh, the Native American, um, that's a Civil War ish because he's a he's in that army, but it's also western, you know, cowboys and Indians kind of thing too. So. Hmm. Pretty interesting, didn't think of that did it But but this movie is not action based There is some action scenes But I would almost argue that this movie is anti-violence Anti-gun as, uh, a, as a as an as an underground theme because you know
2: um i feel like they try and go in that direction but then he goes and kills everybody so. i know right it's tough. but it's even sad. then it's not it's not
0: glorified <laughs> it's it's like sloppy and he's he's like drinking hard and it's all
2: very dark and that's true like but we're getting way ahead of ourselves yeah i know so sorry the, jumping in, i feel yeah. like this movie Brent had some interesting things to say that i wouldn't let him say over dinner last night because he he said when you start watching the beginning of the movie i what were you saying did i stopped well, you
1: just as a side note but do you guys remember when i shot that guy in the face and his teeth blew out the back of his head <laughs> no okay me neither but that is one of the stupidest fucking conversations in this movie like that to me was like hey do you remember when this really cartoony thing happened when i blew this guy's face off just to try to establish that a little bit d- of my hardened fucking criminal past w- like when did that happen when he's sitting there at the fire with yeah, ned after campfire. he shortly gets picks up ned and he's sitting there he's and reminiscing he's, he's reminiscing and he's like he's in a, in a moment which I think is is um, is supposed to be like a unusual bit of vulnerability for him, yeah he's reminiscing about who he used to be and he's trying to like really reestablish, like this isn't who I am. And I think he's trying to reconcile, which like I was saying, at first a lot of this stuff was kind of laughable to me watching it because I had a confession with Colin last night. Um, I know I'd seen this movie forever ago, um, but I've only ever seen this movie once, which is kind of weird for me because I love Westerns um but i could not remember what happened so when i watched this it was like i was watching it for the first time actually very nice because when i started watching it i was like man this is dated the dialogue like stuff like that like when he said that i laughed because i was like what a grotesquely stupid thing to talk about like over like why wouldn't you just be like remember when i murdered that guy and like i still you know that that visuals locked in my head and stuff but like the fact that i shot him in the face and his teeth flew at the back and you know now i can't even remember what he did except for you know what I was drunk yeah. or whatever, yeah. And nice teeth. And I'm like, I, I can <laughs> kind of, like g- I get what you were getting at with that, yeah. but like the way that they do it, like that bit of dialogue in particular, kind of spoiled it for me. But very quickly, then I settled in because that's, I started thinking it was laughable and that a lot of that dialogue was missing. But actually, um, Eastwood is fucking solid in this, and you start to really get the gravity of his character when you start realizing. Um, who he is and who he isn't. And then you're, you're kind of reading his dialogue or his impression of the different scenes that are happening and the way he's reacting. All of that's really setting in in a, like a really concrete way that allowed me to, to you know, just kind of like just get in the flow of the movie and start to really um, uh, enjoy myself, I guess, is what I'm getting at.
2: The, the first, the first uh, speed bump and one of the few speed bumps for me in this movie was uh, his motivation to go and do it. Uh, and I and I feel like I feel like he he told the kid to, to like he wasn't gonna do it or whatever he wasn't interested and then he then he goes and meets up with them. I feel like it it might not have been strong enough for of a motive for me. I I wasn't a hundred percent sure why he was ch- changed his mind. Well, he needs the money, yeah. but I know it was the money. But his,
0: uh, it's his kids. He like he's having the tough time with his
2: kids. No, I know, lives. and I agree with. Th- I think yeah. that is in my opinion. I also agree with that was what his motive was. But I just I felt like it. It felt like it was. There's a beat or something missing that hmm. that maybe you know, like whether he goes and looks in a can and find, looks at the money he has, or and we there's only a couple of coins in the something. I just felt like there was a tiny little well, beat in the missing. beginning.
1: He's like pig farm and he's falling on his face. Yeah, that's right. What, well, and that's all the I pigs
2: think, are yeah. and all the pigs are getting the disease. They but, got the fever. Pa. But I just I just wanted I just wanted a little beat to show that he was didn't have any more money or he was running low on funds. Just to, like I said, just. I took li-
0: it. I took it as when he fell on his face and he had the shit all over. Okay. Him and he was like.
2: Fuck I, I felt this. like money was Destitute, a big motivator, yeah. like you guys said though too, and I just felt like there was a. Once again, I don't feel like it wrecks the movie. No, no. But I would have added some kind of a, a, a non-verbal, like m- monetary component. Just that that little tiny detail, anyway, and I felt like it would have made a little bit more sense, but. That was the only real thing in the beginning where I felt like there was a misstep, but not not a big misstep. And
0: I love the scene when he's decided himself and he he takes out the gun and he can't shoot worth shit. And then he grabs the shotgun. Um, Which is
2: like a direct, and I didn't know this for the longest time, a direct ripoff from another one of his movies where he does the exact same thing. Yeah, Like exactly. I think it's frame by frame where he shot from a... What's that famous Western director? C- Sergio G- Leone. Yeah, I think that was a direct rip off from one of his movies. Nice pronunciation, Jonathan. Yeah. But anyway, um, I like that scene. Still, it works great in this movie. It was a good. It was yeah, a good thing to steal. It's a good. Steal. It's a
0: good. Yeah, that is a good thing to steal. It, it. just sets it up. Like he's he's moved on. He's moving into like the last phases of his life, and um, he's doing this because he has to. But he's going to be real shitty and rusty from who he used to be. So it. He's stealing
2: from himself too, right? Like he's taking yeah. it from a movie that nobody saw, and he's putting it into something that was gonna be, probably be seen because it was a, I think it was a Warner Brothers movie. Yeah. It well, was. they
1: steal not just from themselves, but they do a lot of like typical westerns. Like we talked about last night when I said there's that one shot that's like the iconic Eastwood shot where his eyes are squinting and looking off, like that. Uh, it's like the quick and the dead scene or whatever. Like just that one shot of his face kind of like squinting off all Westerny or whatever. Yeah. They, they have a shot that's right like that. Then they have a bunch of other like really excellent, um, like photography like director of photography or cinematography type shit like with the painting like I was telling you Colin like yeah with the silhouette against that like hard red fire yellow um, uh, sunset right that stuff is exactly like I've seen that on a hundred velvet stole, country yeah, paintings in my from, family's houses
2: stole from the best of the spaghetti western stuff that he learned the, making the best those. stuff yeah because he sure. produced a lot of those movies as well and directed a lot of those other movies so I mean, yeah.
1: having those sets that scene beautifully like it makes that movie like locked in shot just,
0: shot in Calgary
1: is it? Yeah, yeah, it is.
2: It just shows how yeah here
0: in and Calgary the late, it was shot. In
2: the later scenes when he's sick,
1: the
0: snow that happened was not planned or scripted, but they just rolled with it and got it. So, I like that. And they built the whole uh, little, or Big Whiskey? What is it? Big or Little Whiskey? Yeah, they built that town somewhere near here. In like 30 here. days. They built that town in 30 days. It's very yeah. Very, yeah.
2: very close to here. I don't know exactly Did where. Did they take it
0: down or is that still hanging around? I'm, I think they probably gone. Yeah, it's probably just a shell.
2: But the thing is, he has such an encyclopedia. He had built up such an encyclopedia of directing West and what worked and what didn't work so that like he came into this and then i mean the script is fantastic yeah so he had a great script and he just took all of his knowledge that he'd learned from like 20 years of making western movies with the best directors and himself directing and just poured it all into this one movie yeah it's
0: masterfully you can really see it it's it's done really well i i so another thing i love about this movie uh and it goes back to what brent was saying before whether or not his description of blowing that guy's teeth through his head or not works. This movie like makes me ponder how people talked, um, back then and, and these wouldn't be well-educated people. So maybe they would have those kind of weirdly descriptive discussions. I don't know, but all of the characters in this movie, every single one, Gene Hackman, uh, is overconfident cocksure and, um, but he he can't build and he's like way too (laughs) confident for his own good. And Morgan Freeman, He's he's very uh I guess gentle in his nature. Um he's doing a little bit better in life with with Sally his his wife, but That mouthy um, bitch. Yeah. And then uh, you know Clint is is just old and and uh not the man he used to be and the Schofield kid is like stupid and inexperienced uh acting more than a stage. I just love how flawed every character is. It makes them that much more believable that they have their own inner demons and you get to see the characters they portray to the world. Um and then when they get some time to like have personal time and reveal who they truly are. It's, it's, it's just more human. Um, and you kind of feel for all the characters involved. I really like that about this movie. I like all the characters for that reason. There's no one I hate in this movie, like that you're not supposed to, even English Bob, um, the uh, way he plays it. So yeah. Richard Harris that's a just great, does such that's, a good job.
2: That's a great point. Actually. I do enjoy, I enjoy the writer. I enjoy English Bob and the English Bob stuff. i learned so much about writing watching this movie because there's a lot of things i would have never done like that whole english bob section and stuff i would have never done that because i wouldn't have focused as much on the gene hackman character but you really needed it and why was to set up that character and what he does to english bob and the kind of guy he is so then when eastwood comes into town and he beats the shit out of him They've established through this other little mini story what that's all that character is all about, why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. That, and that, so yeah. it was so smart. And it's I was thinking him. Sorry, it's funny too. It's got yeah. some humor to it, and and the
0: acting is good. And Gene, Gene Hackman's character comes along as much as like just the scenario being set up. But you also see Gene Hackman and like how he's he's been there, he's done it. He knows these people, he knows more than English Bob. He's like truthful and honest about how everything went down and he's he's just he's a stone cold killer himself. He's
2: also a bit of a coward. Uh, and I think it sets that up too. He only puts himself in situations where he has the upper hand. Yeah. He has six guys with guns and but then I he can go beat the him, shit out of
1: I think that makes him smart, not it makes cowardly. Him smart he's not, using his experience to know that when the bullets start flying, like... And I think his stories talk to that too because it, it's in his story talking about uh, Bill shooting that guy and the yeah. thing. It's basically what he's saying is like it's the guy who's smart and it's the guy who's calculated and there's a ton of fucking luck. Mm-hmm. Right? And so he didn't get there by being impulsive and silly. He hasn't lived this long, right? The guys that are like the legends in these days, whether their legend was that they were crazy haphazard killer or whether they were cold-calculated uh, people, the fact is is that there was a lot of extra uh, like outside um, environmental factors that contributed to them getting here, right? Yeah. And, and I, I feel like he fucking calculates that perfectly.
2: I'm just saying the reason, though, that you root with um, against Gene Hackman in the end is because the two times you've seen... Gene Hackman hurt people are three times. Actually, you've seen him hurt people all three of those times. Those people weren't weren't didn't have bad intentions and they seem like okay people. They weren't pieces of shit like the guys who cut up the woman. Those were the guys he should have treated that way. Yeah, But Uh, instead, he treats English Bob that way. He treats Clint Eastwood that way. And then he whips Clint Eastwood's friend. And every one of those times he has them outnumbered and he can do whatever he wants to them because he has all of the power and he has all the backup and they can't they're powerless yeah so when Clint Eastwood walks into that bar outnumbered by himself and that ends up doing what he does that's the huge difference between that kind of character that he has and ruthlessness yeah Yeah. as opposed to this guy and so that kind of writing is
1: like so good the writing is so good your point about that English Bob scene I think is is beautiful because I was thinking about that in particular right about how um somebody who is maybe uh, not as effective as a writer or a director probably would have had a bunch of different scenes where killers come into the town to collect on that reward and then gene hackman is like goes through like maybe three different guys like making an example of them and sending them on their way instead of just one really well-built character that comes in and then you have that really well um orchestrated scene you get exactly who gene is right you um, English Bob is so well fleshed out that you get the gravity of that situation and the effectiveness that that uh, Gene Hackman's character has, right? Because English Bob isn't to be fucked with. Like he's he might not be the guy that he says he is, but he's still dangerous, right? Absolutely. I'll
0: shoot for the queen and you,
1: well, whomever. <laughs> yeah,
2: and all of his talk about the presidents versus the royalty and stuff yeah. is great character development really fun dialogue well, like, it comes so back later when he's like when he's like
1: you'd leave me at the mercy of my own enemies and eugene hackman's like what are you talking about the queen again <laughs> it's perfect yeah
2: yeah he knows him so well with that one line you know that these two guys have had a history and yeah. uh, then he explains it a little bit later yeah but also it, it really makes gene hackman's character whether with the building of the house or the leaky house when he's talking to the writer and there's all the leaks and he's a bad carpenter and it really gives the villain, who ends up being the villain in the end, like uh, he's—you understand who he is. He's not a—he's not a paper villain.
0: No, he's, he's substantial. Not. Yeah, he's, he's substantial. A,
2: he's like gets a lot of screen time to to, and his character is—he um, thinks what he's doing is the right thing to do. He's not twisting a mustache. And like wants to like beat people yeah. up. He
0: doesn't want to be doing that stuff. He like, gives
2: a speech with Clint Eastwood when he beats Clint Eastwood up. He says, in this town, we don't have these types of people. Yeah. And the reason why is because I come and kick the shit out of them. So they stay away. Is it Big Whiskey? Yeah. I they stay away from Big Whiskey. And I keep big, big Whiskey clean. I keep it free of violence. And that's why I'm doing, why I'm beating this man up. Yeah. So he actually has motives for, and he thinks he's doing a good job. Yeah. When, when as a sh- is he the, he's the sheriff. He's the right? sheriff. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah.
0: Keeping his town clean. Yeah. He, he, no, he's believes he believes in it. And when like yeah. the, when the deputy comes to his host to let him know that um uh shit's going down, I forget what he comes to tell him that someone's the, the whores have raised the money. Oh. Um, right. and he's building the host, but he looks down at the other deputy. He's like, "Hey, what's going on?" How so? You get the sense that he is just this laid back, good person. Then as soon as he gets told that that there's something wrong that he has to take care of. He kind of like throws his hammer down and then he starts thinking, he's like, I got to keep this town like clean and safe. So yeah, he's not just this evil guy. He's doing what he thinks he needs to do to keep things yeah, I mean, safe for played, everybody. And he clean. plays
2: much, uh, he plays uh, a much worse villain in, uh, the quick in the the and the dead yeah, where yeah. he is oh, a yeah. mustache yeah. twisting. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, it, it's not Gene Hackman, it's the writing. Yeah. Well, it, i fucking love him in this movie like he's he won the academy yeah, award for and this and he he's beautiful in a man. so good
1: like right from the beginning with that english bob scene like he has so many good lines like when he sends english bob on the way and he's like if i see you again i'm just gonna start shooting and think it's self-defense yeah like that's awesome yeah. and then later when he's like whipping ned and he's like i'm gonna hurt you but not like before. I'm going to hurt you bad. Yeah, this, like, it won't be nice not like, like... Yeah, not, not gentle totally. like before. Like, that's so fucking like my good, favorite, man. My
2: favorite out in the movie is when he, when he, and he walks away and, Hell if a, I did. and then it cuts to another scene. I love that out. Yeah.
1: Well, he's terrifying. He's terrifying, but he's terrifying like you're saying. So it's so well done because you do get the idea that he's he's not trying to be evil. He's trying to be good, but he's, he's doing it in an evil way. Yeah, he... Ended. Well,
0: because you know that even though Ned was now involved in hunting down those... Cowboys yeah well he's right for but Ned's, Ned Ned was like the just the way they built Morgan Freeman's character Ned as being the nice guy who just couldn't do it at the end he couldn't pull the trigger he was, he set off to do it, but he couldn't. So did he do something wrong? Yes or no. Definitely. He probably didn't deserve to die of the three of them.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, he deserved
2: so, to be put in a jail cell and then they had to investigate. But what, yeah. if they would have done that, they would have found that did nothing wrong. Right. Other than shooting a horse and then go, trying to go home. Yeah. yeah. He was a participant. I guess you would have, you would have found him culpable of yeah, being absolutely. a Yeah, absolutely.
0: And maybe, maybe even hanged him. But it's no. just the way they set his character up morally than to have him be the one to get beaten to death. Yeah. Uh, to show that Gene Hackman, even though he's trying to do the right thing, he can go over the edge like to get what he thinks and needs to Gene be done. And Gene Hackman
2: doesn't have all of the information yeah. that the audience has. So Gene yeah. Hackman, once again, feels like he's on moral ground. Yeah, this guy's a killer.
0: It. Yeah, he's a piece of shit killer. But we know he's not. And then it's just, it raises the heartstrings. No, Ned's not dead. He wrote out here and I'm like, oh fuck, shit's gonna go down. <laughs> when when Clint Eastwood starts drinking the whiskey yeah. after he finds out, like I, I get lo- chills. It's yeah. I- one of my favorite scenes. He's just staring, dead eye stare, and he's drinking the whiskey down as he's being told the story. And the kid is even afraid of him. He's like, I don't want that money or nothing. Yes. I, <laughs> I
2: also find that his um the his non reaction. When he's drinking, it, it's just, he's dead pan. Yeah. And there's no, they, they don't put a lot of, like, you know, that's the first time he's had a drink the whole movie, but they, it's very. In so, like a decade. Yeah. yeah. It's, but it's And so, it doesn't even burn him. No. no. And it's so subtle though, that they there's, it's never spoken about, at, like there's no one talks about it. He just starts drinking and asking her questions and taking it drinks in between. And that once again is great writing because. The audience has eyes there's no reason to put any more attention on it and then he when he and then they do a little bit more after he shoots everyone he's drinking in the bar yeah chugging down a glass but all that's great great character like yeah. just characters doing something not saying something yeah but him taking that drink says so much because it says Things have changed now in a substantial way. Yeah. Like, this character yeah. is going to go off the fucking rails. And you well, don't
0: know... Sorry, Brent. If You don't yeah. know, though, if he's going to be successful either because he's shown to be a poor shot again and he's, like, yeah. old and dragging on in years. So you're like, I don't know if he's going to make it through. Like, maybe um maybe bill will get the better of him and and so like the stakes are so high at that point Ups and you're stakes, just
1: like yeah. oh my god well for me my chills happened at that same moment but a little bit after like john saying like when he starts drinking and john's like i got those chills for me the rain's pouring down it's dark thunder like those old like typical western storm and the horse slushes into the mud and you just just see that empty bottle hit it's, it's like everything's gone yeah. Do you know what i mean oh that is and a it's like scene. shit is about to go down and you know it right then it's fucking awesome. And my
2: favorite shot in the movie is uh, the shot of the bar when they're all chatting about going and getting the wrestlers. They're so confident. They're like, we're going to circle him and stuff. And then you see the, the shotgun come in the frame. It, it, he's yeah. holding it. That's my hands-down favorite yeah. shot in the movie because so much information is being delivered in one single shot. And then when they cut to Clint Eastwood and you see that darkness, he they light him so like there's a darkness around him. And you can't see his face because his hat is covering out the light. And you're just like, there's some of the best. I mean, it's no wonder he won the Academy Award yeah. for directing. Like I said, he he had so much information about how to direct this movie going into it. And like he, he could have stopped making movies. At, and if he would have never made another movie again after this, it would have gone down in history as like one of the... It, st- it still, it still is. is. It still is one yeah. of the best. But like he could have caught, he could have packed it in after this honestly. Yeah. If he would have wanted to and yeah. he would have been famous.
0: All of the dialogue about gun gunfights and and the luck involved like Brent was talking about before and and you know if you killed this many people how does it go and all the luck everything like it's so you don't get the sense that that's foreshadowing necessarily when those discussions are happening you think it's character building. Um, but then it turns out to all come together at the end, um, and and, misfire and then just shit goes down. But then these guys are all like so nervous. They're still surprised. They don't know what's going on. They're all shooting from the hip and and Clint just takes his time and does exactly what Gene Hackman said. Um, and he wangs Gene early in the fight. So probably the best gunfighter in the room goes down.
2: Um, I I also love how, um, the conversation with the writer for me is so big because Clint Eastwood doesn't think about it in that way. And little what was his name? Little Bill? Yeah. Little Bill. Little Bill is a braggart and talks about his knowledge and stuff. But when he asks Clint Eastwood about the same thing, Clint Eastwood yeah. has never thought about it. Yeah. Clint Eastwood's just a killer. Yeah. Just always it's just been lucky and when he, it comes
1: he, to killing. Yeah. yeah, he says that. <laughs> so Fuck, it's so, good. so
2: he's not a philosopher no. about killing. He this was who he was. Yeah. And it really shows the difference between somebody who's a killer and a little Bill. Who like thinks he knows like how to survive.
1: It's what, an excellent point, actually. Little Bill was trying to be little Bill. Bill Money is little is Bill Money. Yeah. Like Bill Money is that fucking bloodthirsty yeah. killer, fucking just hardened man. Yeah. yeah. Little Bill is trying to be that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. He he's trying to figure out our talk his way around things are are like his knowledge yeah and Clint Eastwood just does he he's, just acts he's he, a he's a fucking killing machine he mm-hmm. tells
0: the guys to clear out from behind Gene Hackman before he tries to which is him another sort of the misfire. The cat it's moment. he's like,
2: better clear on out of there see yeah. and that's not, so good it's badass but it also it also makes the audience feel like he's not a total dick and he's not going to just spray and kill no. innocent bystanders well he's like well a,
1: he's a changed man that's that's where they show like because he drinks and you think he's going back who he was right and who he used to be would have cleaned that bar out probably would have just kept killing until everyone was dead yeah or he was right yeah but now he's like no i came here for a purpose uh, anybody that gets killed outside of of little bill is incidental and, only if you try and
0: kill me like Yeah, he's just there to, he says that he's like oh, now i'm here to kill you Little bill. i killed everything that walks at some point but great line. and now i'm here
1: to kill you little yeah bill. he's yeah, just killed, like i think he's like i killed women and children oh i just figured it out Eastwood is Peyton Manning and Little Bill is Eli Manning. <laughs> <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> for you football fans out there, you know what Brent's talking about. <laughs> yeah. For everybody else, you're like, oh. oh, yeah. their so, character like, names a simpler, Look, one a, of them is the greatest, and one of them just is trying to live in that shadow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is yeah, that the analogy point. that works. Yeah. That and and then point.
0: um I just yeah, at the end, when uh, Gene Hackman tries to get the gun off the ground and Clint turns around and just hammers, hammers it away and, and gets the gun in his face. And he's like, I don't deserve this. He's like, deserves, got nothing to do with it. And what he also says, I'll see you in hell. And he's like,
2: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Clint t has yeah. no qualms about that. Fuck,
0: oh man. And then of course, he has a couple more drinks, talks to the writer, gets the writer to clear out the back and then goes to the last. front door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then he goes to the front door and just says like the words, like anyone who was in that bar, which would be every person in town who had a gun and was intending to go out, he just yells out. Any man takes a shot at me, I'm not just gonna kill him. We're gonna kill him and his family, burn his house to the ground, and fucking nobody takes a shot. I well, know, because that's
1: extra funny. Because when he comes in, they go, "Are you the bill money that killed women and children?" He goes yeah <laughs> he doesn't I dispute any any of of it. I, I love
2: how he does say uh, i've killed nearly everything that crawls and walks on the face of this earth and now i'm here to kill you little bill yeah. and he's like looks right at him that's the, one of yeah. the best lines uh, yeah but the other thing too is where i was a little surprised they put this in right after he shoots little bill He's walking out, and a guy is still alive, struggling. And he, as he's walking by, just like holds the gun down as he passes and shoots him and finishes him off in the dick. Yeah, I thought he shot him in the in the, the uh, liver, but looked who like, knows? Looked yeah. like a dick shot to me. <laughs> That's even worse. But yeah. but I was really actually surprised that that was in there because. I feel like that was a choice. You didn't have to have that in well, there. That
1: guy, is, that guy. I think he probably was just putting him out of his misery at that point. I feel like it's a good addition, and actually. also you don't want to turn your back on a guy no, who's like who kicking could, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and there's know, guns laying sure. all over the floor. Yeah. That's
2: true. Actually, I don't mind the addition because yeah. it shows a little cold bloodedness. He didn't even yeah. think he just finished that guy off. The last
1: business. remnants that's business that's that's old fucking habits right there yeah, yeah. i agree I, I i think it worked that part
0: so then and in, in, um when they go like all, the both scenes where the cowboys um are killed as part of the contract um are both like really powerful um the first one with the Schofield kill killing the guy in the shitter that's like they get into a big gunfight the kid kills him and then you can tell the kid is like emotionally wrecked after doing it and then when they ride off together and, um, the kid is like drinking and crying cause he's never done it before. And he's like, I never killed no man before. And like, I, and I but, felt
2: like that was a really powerful scene. It
0: really so good. Like
2: but sh- Brent wasn't sure about the kids acting.
1: I thought it was good. Like, so did I take it a shit and I put three bullets in him. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I don't, it felt to me like it was a little overboard, like not overboard in, in his emotion, but like just the way that he was acting, it wasn't. The greatest for me, um, I like but I, but I, I don't know that I'm, I'm against it. I think that he did it. He did a good job. I thought so. I'm he says, says he's never that. gonna
0: kill again, like because I, he just didn't like the way it well, went. Well,
1: that scene's great because you like that's another one where he's like sitting there and he's like I, I shot him, I shot him, blah blah blah, and Eastwood just goes take a drink, kid. Yeah, like you can tell Eastwood's been there. Like oh, he's been like, there, just done that. Yeah. There's another the good line right in now. that.
2: Yeah. I, I love. There's a great other directing moment that I, I hadn't talked about yet. Yeah, the fucking directing so good in this. There's so many was the cutting back and forth between the woman on the horse coming towards them. And then they have a conversation and they'll cut back to her and she's a little closer. And then they're having the conversation, they cut back again, and it's almost like a ticking clock of of their conversation as she's coming up, like editing, directing wise, brilliant. Like it gives a sense of time. It gives a sense of geography. It's just like
1: fucking We're, We're watching that and that woman's riding out. And I say to Colin, I go, yeah, right. Like, like little bill doesn't have eyes on that whorehouse yeah. for anybody coming and going. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And then she comes and like one of the first things she's, he's like, he's like, I made sure you weren't followed. And she goes, Oh, we sent uh so-and-so West and, and, uh, two guys followed him and Colin turns to me and goes, are you happy, Brent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I said satisfied. Uh-huh.
2: But, um, uh, and then when he says, uh, that kid's talking about killing somebody and then Clint Eastwood, I love how he's, his lines are short. And yeah. I think his line is, uh. Killing a man It's a hell of a thing It's a hell of a thing Take away everything he's got Everything he's gonna be Yeah Great dialogue Once again And delivered like, Like I'm not a huge Clint Eastwood fan I mean but like this, <laughs> he's perfect. He's he was made. He nails this fucking and he thing. He knew
0: it. He had the script. He knew it. Yeah, I um, think he did
2: too. The, th- he was so confident.
0: The way they set up the two uh, cowboys as well, like the one guy was doing the cutting, and he's obviously a piece of shit. But then his partner is not, and tries to give the horse to the whore, um, which is a really her. sweet scene. Well, no, I, uh, yeah, I guess he says
1: he hold her and he does and yeah. cuts her up more.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. So, I mean, it's not like he's not to blame and like, really, you can't, you can't, uh, he had what was coming to him, maybe, but just the fact that they set him up as a little gentler and he regretted it for sure and tried to give her the best pony in the yeah. lot. I felt bad that she didn't get that horse. She obviously looked like she wanted it because she just wanted to move I on with her life. I that too.
2: And once again, great writing, directing. It was so
0: like a little subtle and like she just wanted that horse and it would have been nice for her, but they, they, um, they she's just always going to be known as the cut up whore. And that comes into it again when she tries to offer um, uh, money a free one and he says no and she thinks it's because she's cut up and she obviously is like, or she instantly is like, oh no, I mean with one of the other girls, you wouldn't want me. and he's like. I guess if I could have a free one to be with
2: you, I guess I love I love that scene. Yeah. I kind
1: of I kind of there's a like I wanted them to end up together. Two two Oh, that's
2: interesting, actually. Two
1: um, that would have been too two much. Two kind though. of oddballs. Do you know what I mean? Like a little yeah. rough for society. And she wanted
0: him, and yeah. he like could have if he could and have he'd done have it. Been super lucky like, to have her. They also set up in an earlier conversation with Morgan Freeman at the fire, asking if you know if um if Clint Eastwood's gonna have a little when they get there, and and Eastwood's like, no. He's like, what do you do? Use your hand then. And he's all trying to, they establish like how tight or how still emotionally tied to his dead wife, um, I actually, it is. I
2: like those conversations. That's actually, it was a shocking it's, conversation for that movie. Yeah. And so what they do also with the villains, once again, fucking great writing is they set up the younger guy and the older guy, the big guy, the younger guy comes back regretful, tries to make up for what he's done. So then, when he gets shot later on in the movie, you feel so yeah. much. Wor- and what, like that's well, the moral. He dies bad. But that's yeah. the moral and ethical dilemma. Because when they're all sitting up there after Clint Eastwood shoots him, yeah, he's like, "Get him some water," and he's like, "We won't shoot you. Just get the fucking kid some yeah. water." Like it once, again, and they're all and they're all there silently listening to him dying and yeah. crying and weeping. Like what? What a great they fucking scene! Yeah,
1: and as he's doing that, Eastwood is just staring down, picking rocks and throwing them. Yeah, like he, I've but been he, here a million times. But he does like feel bad
2: because it's his first
0: in a long time. I think he feels bad, but there's also Not like he's Schofield kid bad though. No,
2: but even the fact that he's allowing them to bring him water when he could have picked them off. Yeah, like he he wants that kid to die with some fucking. Comfort. Some comfort yeah. yeah
0: and like it looked like he, that the, the younger cowboy was with a tighter group of friends because they were all like oh they got him and what was his name
2: Johnny Steve I don't Steve. know but but without yeah. the scene where he tries don't to don't you give, shoot me you bastard yeah but without the scene of him trying to give the pony to the woman who was assaulted that isn't doesn't land as well
0: no it's true that's exactly what I was saying so they even build up the the, the characters that get very little screen time and when the big guy give them gets some killed, substance
2: when the big guy gets killed in the uh, take on the shitter or whatever yeah, you don't feel anything for that character because even inside the shack before he goes out, he's a big fucking dick. Yeah, they're all dicks. Everyone in that shack they set up as the kind of like yeah. low life cowboy yeah. pieces of garbage. So once yeah. again, one guy dies and you're sad about it, and then the other guy dies and you're not. You don't really give a shit.
0: And nobody else dies. It's not like they had these big posse's that that they had to go through to get him. Like they waited for an opportunity to get just the piece of shit. And then they waited for an opportunity just to get the young cowboy and nobody else died. Mm -hmm. So like, it's, it's almost like a clean operation because they're not, they're not hardcore murderers. They just wanted to do what was right. Not only to get the money because the stories that came down though, gave them a sense that it would be right to get rid of these people. So it might as well be them doing it to collect the reward. And that's where they're coming from, which makes them noble in a way. And, um, you just get behind them. You get behind everybody in this movie, like whether they're in a situation they wanted to be in or not. You you understand where everybody is coming from, and it's just it's gorgeous. Even the whores, the way the, hor- the, horror, the 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 ladies of the night, the way that their characters are developed, and where they're coming from, and you feel bad for the one that got caught up. And then there's the um the the headmistress who uh, so much Clint Eastwood got movie.
2: pregnant.
1: They're just property. <laughs> but this guys. The, this yeah. the right like like that just shame.
2: also shows because this movie is about 107 or 110 minutes. It just goes to show with good writing, if you're picking the right scenes. Yeah. You can establish so many characters, the whores, Little Bill, Little Bill's men. Yeah. Then all three of those characters, like how well established is um, is Morgan Friedman, the Scorfield Kid, Clint Eastwood, and then the killers, you establish them too. Like if you if you have the right scenes, you and can create yeah. this world of great characters and it's not all just surface. And it's There's not all dialogue depth. it's
0: actions even that yeah. scene
2: where she says that he has a wife and the other the other uh prostitutes or whatever tell her the other women tell he ain't got no wife and not above ground that anyway. nothing comes of that but it adds another detail to the characterization of these people yeah like such such smart writing like yeah. i like this script like how the script Float around for twenty fucking
1: years. I'll you do never even know. wonder if the Schofield kid's gonna shoot him at one point when he opens the door and you he's do. sitting there like There's little hesitation. Yeah, you wonder if he's going to. I would have liked him say "shitter's full" after he shot him. That would have been, <laughs> yeah. been a good tagline. <laughs> that would have been funny. But it's you funny. do wonder, man. Like he, yeah. you at that point see like a lot of vulnerability out of him, and you see it anyways before when he's like fake bravado and he's trying to sh- be a bigger guy. Than yeah, yeah. you can tell he's moment, lying. Yeah. You can
0: tell he's lying, and then and then Bill and Ned they look at each other. and They know he's never probably killed anybody, not well, even Mexicans like he said. Sure yeah they would know because they know what it takes to be a hard man killer. Um, So you as the audience get a a read into that, but it's not confirmed until afterwards you can see him hesitate. And then afterwards he's like crying because it's his first kill and he's, he's going to have a tough time living with it now, especially with how it happened. Like you could see if it was a gunfight and you had to, you were defending yourself, but to kill a man on the shitter would be like horrible. You'd have to live with that. You'd see that for the rest of your days. And that's why I like the Schofield kids performance. There's not a single character or person in this movie. I don't like. I think it's because,
1: um, like you were saying, they're real people. Like yeah, they, they have flaws. all flawed, yeah. all
0: flawed, in, in a way that just makes them so human. Even for a time period that I wasn't alive for, and um, you can just see how the world kind of all comes together. And this, like, it's a very limited set. Basically, most of it happens in the town, and then a little bit on the plains. Um, oh god, this fucking movie! I tell you, is it's amazing. It deserved what it won. I don't know why Clinton I don't know who won the best Oscar that it Clint didn't for best this actor this is the f- yeah, one of the few
2: movies that we've talked about that's 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 one like good the bigger awards at the ceremony and like really deserved it yeah would it
1: get a good director cinematography supporting actor right and best yeah. picture best, best picture, picture is yeah, a big right, one yeah. and it deserves yeah. that yeah it totally did um
0: anything else about the movie I know the the, the head prostitute uh, Clint Eastwood got her pregnant on the set, and they weren't together. Clint Eastwood apparently has, like,
1: a lot of illegitimate kids. I guess he has some free ones in his past. There you go. Yeah. Um, like, also, Take it that, just Clint. goes to show that, like,
2: <laughs> it goes to show that, like, it's so interesting to me when when people, uh, it's so interesting to me, it's, it just shows the difference between the art and the person, because yeah. Clint Eastwood in that movie really respects the, the prostitutes and he's like and and he he wrote he he didn't write the movie but he directed the movie and he he put that the heart into that movie and then he just he he had sex with one of them and got them pregnant like it's just so strange he's such
1: a huge star though that's almost like those grab bags you get at events like when they're like thanks for coming he's like but ah here's a kid for <laughs> you. Thanks for coming. You get an Eastwood. You get an Eastwood. <laughs> you get an Eastwood. So oh. is, is Scott
2: Eastwood? Who's who's the, the kid? Is uh, Scott Eastwood it's, is it's one a, of his
0: kids. It's a gal, um, and she has a slash last name with the name of the actress who he got knocked up. Eastwood. But she was Jen apparently um like four or five months pregnant at the Oscars when they won. And um
2: Was he dating her ha- then?
0: No, or I think he was either with someone else or uh, married or maybe but yeah, she it was. Sure has people a use the terminology. Anyway, that's all aside for the character. We're not here to talk about that as much. Um, but <laughs> for the, the movie. movie, this movie will always work. This is yeah. m- one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I'm so glad we got to do this one, just because every the, the music, the simple music, um, it, it's the the right length for what you need. With the, the amount of characters that get developed, so many other movies get it wrong with overdeveloping some. Uh, or doing a poor job of underdeveloping others. Every person in this movie uh, is doing what they need to do and saying what they need to say to get you to buy in and I get emotionally tied to it the whole time. You feel compassion and and rage and happiness and humor and funny and all that shit and the last scene is one of, like it's it's an action scene in a movie that, like I said before, kind of has nonviolent undertones because people aren't like enjoying the killing. Even Clint Eastwood at the end when he's doing what he has to and he's loaded he has to be loaded to do it to revisit he doesn't enjoy that it's not because he he's having a good time it's because it's what he has to do to make it right for his friend ned um i love this movie if i could have three thumbs i would give it three thumbs up but we don't do that here we just say hold up
2: yeah we don't do the thumbs i would actually say that going into watching mm-hmm. this movie this wasn't a, one of my favorite movies but revisiting visiting it i'd forgotten just how good it was yeah and like I tend to not like westerns other than maybe The Good the Bad and the Ugly like I was never a big western guy and Deadwood. And I mean but once again Deadwood's such a good show that my prejudice against western content like is overcome by the writing the directing the acting and it's just instead of it being a western I just see it as great storytelling. Yeah. And so this is a western 100% but it's also just great 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 fucking storytelling. Like this is what filmmaking's all about. There's so many filmmakers today that don't make films that are this good with budgets way bigger than this, with yeah. with screenwriters, multiple screenwriters who don't write good scripts. Like this, just fucking shows anybody, like all the elements you need to make a good film is. This the epitome of it. Mm-hmm.
0: it. It would be a mistake as a movie fan, or or even if you only like certain types of movies, to say, "Oh, that's a western. I wouldn't watch it." That would be a
1: mistake. This is, this is just a great movie.
2: One hundred percent. Just a great
1: movie. Um, this movie, to me, like I said earlier, like I I looked at some of those um, shots and they kind of like seemed like like really like a like classic paintings of old western stuff, yeah. and it kind of made me think about the movie in that way also. Like, it, like I was thinking about it as like if you take the blank canvas and then you put like this thick underpainting underneath to kind of like get some of the structure laid down, and then you start finding in the details, and it's just always the movie is building upon that. So like at first you're getting these broad strokes and then the picture's starting to come into focus as they're like laying a little bit more paint down and then they're like moving forward and forward and forward and then it's just starting to flush out and flush out more and more and more. And then before you know it, man, you just have this masterpiece in front of you. Yeah. And looking back at it, you just like you can see where everything comes from. Like there's nothing in this movie that arises out of nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like everything is built upon and it's, it's fucking so, um, such a good use of a couple hours. Yeah. as far as like a, a good viewing goes because the acting the script the the cinematography the the set the characters like there's you could watch this movie probably four times in a row and and get something different every time yeah so i this movie holds up uh, like how would i say differently yeah. i
2: watched the last 28 minutes again with brent because he because he it was 20 minutes short and i just watched it and i enjoyed those i was kind of i was kind of didn't want to i was like i just finished it and, but we but as soon as I turned on the last half hour I was I was engrossed in it again Sucked in. yeah I you're was just locked. like I was glad that because I actually got more out of those scenes especially yeah. the last 28 minutes is like the and a great movie once again like it's about pacing and leaving the best for the end the last 28 minutes is the best
1: of the movie it doesn't linger no it doesn't so and it does not like
2: better and better yeah. and better
0: it doesn't show him going back to 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 see Sally two trees and it doesn't show him hooking back up with the Schofield kid. And it doesn't show as happily ever after or like that he goes back and his kids grow, like whatever. It's it just, does have that little after. It has a little afterthought. But I got but rid of it. Yeah, I, I don't think you would have needed it myself. Literally, but, the only
2: problem yeah. is, is that he felt the need to explain, pre-explain, and then afterwards explain. And I feel like that was a mistake that a lot of filmmakers made, whether it was Platoon with the voiceover at the end. Like... I would have 100% removed the voiceover at the end of Platoon and left the music with Charlie Sheen looking back down on the ground at what he was leaving. We did not need the voiceover at the end of that fucking movie. If anything, it makes me feel like the the director thinks I'm an idiot and I'm so dumb that I didn't see the movie because I fell asleep. And he has to summarize it at the end. Yeah.
0: No, I I, I definitely get a pang of that. But nothing is like... if. So if that took the movie from like a, on a 10-point scale from a, a 10 to it took a 9.99. Like, nine nine. Nine.
2: like, yeah.
0: <laughs> this movie is pretty much as perfect as they come. It's a masterpiece. It's masterpiece. masterful. It is masterful. People who know their craft can do good work. So let's make, uh, let's follow Metallica's... Uh, um, line of thinking let's see unforgiven 2 hey hollywood <laughs> no. the,
2: the revenge of william money a too. prequel so we can see no, uh, a young too, little Heather.
0: bill let's do a prequel with oh young yeah bill we want to see wh- we'll call it big whiskey i even hate oh, i ooh, even
2: hate to, little whiskey i even hate to bring this up because i would fear that someday someone would actually do it as a joke but William Money as a little boy. And what, how oh, did he let's see so how he was raised. Just yeah. like burning and made cats him an alcoholic. And, 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 like the oh, young Darth Vader. Yeah, like the love, young Darth Vader. That's such a his good idea. Will Money's first kill, and then all of a sudden you see him as he's a bad guy, and then you see him meet his wife at the end of the movie. Like yeah. That would be all so terrible. Well,
0: then you could have the sequel to that where it would be with his wife, and it could be more of a love story, and then her tragedy with whatever disease she, she had. Or his parents. And you could have a movie Whole about
2: conflict, him in the womb. Yeah. Where he was <laughs> with her,
1: but she actually died because she killed herself because he's super bi curious and he just never wanted to be She felt lonely on that little pig plot.
2: Yeah, you could have the prequel direction you guys were going. You could have the the prequel where his his younger brother in the womb tried to kill him, so he had to strangle (laughs) his younger brother with some bellicle card, and that's (laughs) why he became such a bastard. (laughs) I like this. Uh, It's a good direction. I
0: swear these conversations
1: happen somewhere. So don't they they do? There's a
2: boardroom somewhere after Unforgiven came out that where they did have this. And if that's true,
1: how come I don't have a job in them? I have the stupidest ideas. I belong there too. (laughs) <laughs> all right well Unforgiven, a masterpiece
0: check it out and then check it out again because it's awesome i love you too. all right take it easy everybody thanks for listening everyone make sure you follow us on instagram our handle is hold up underscore podcast you can fire us a comment or two add a movie to our wish list and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week